This is These Amazing Places, show 210 for the week of April 30th. Hey everybody, this is Doug. I will be with you this week. This week uh, uh, I will be featuring uh, something a little different. I have uh, friends that have just returned from a mission trip in Thailand. It's not just the place, but the purpose of their trip that will be featured in my talk with them and with you this week. Uh, I hope that what you're about to hear will be enjoyable and informative. Everybody, uh, this is Doug, and I'm sitting here with Diana and Tanya, and they have just completed a mission trip in Thailand with a uh, organization called Sending Hope International. Uh, from what I understand, it has been in the facet that it's in right now around for one and a half years. Its founder is Dr. Dave Adkins. They actually can be found at sendinghopeinternational.com. Uh, let's see here. I'm just going to get into some of the questions. They actually are just a new organization from what I've said. Uh, and I want them to tell you what, what this organization does. So I guess Diana or Tanya, either one of you, uh, you're basically there to rescue he, children. He, Dave Atkins will rescue uh, the girls um, that are uh, prime candidates or what is the high risk, high risk for uh, human trafficking, but sex it's sex trafficking for the girls. And so, so, and this is the part that amazed me. Give me the age of the, the girls that are at, at high risk. They are the prime candidates. Under 13 years of age, 13 and under. Okay. That, I just still can't believe that every time I hear it. So, because I had other questions here that I came up with. Uh, basically, what is your oldest that's in the camp in Thailand? Right now, 12. 12 years old. And you have 19? He has 19 girls, 19 now, girls that, there that are being right now. supported. And so I wondered, gee, uh, why aren't they older than that? And then she explained to me, Diana explained to me, that really uh, at, after age 13, they, they aren't really wanted as much. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of it has to do with the religious beliefs, too, of the perpetrators. Um, some, some religions believe that by, by um, having, having sex with virgins, that they are, um, what's the word? They are cleansed. They're cleansed, I guess. Yeah, and that's a big deal. So, so obviously, the younger the girl, the more chance that's going to be the case. So the girls continue to get younger and younger and younger. Right, right. So well, so I mean, technically, there's a point here, I guess. Well, some babies are actually being bred. I just read an article for that purpose. Mm -hmm. For that purpose. They either hold them for that or they start at six, I think it's, is it six weeks or six months that they'll start um, with the baby cell. Mm -hmm. So it's that age up to 13 now. And you said that uh, um, technically this is a, this is, I want to say, high traffic area. When you come through the airport, they are actually, a lot of people that come through the airport, this is the reason why they're visiting Thailand. One of the, one of the uh, things, a friend of ours uh, from this area, she actually went to Thailand just as a guest to, to visit some friends over there, and she said when she got off on the airport, they at the airport at Chiang Mai, they were just, at, as soon as she was outside of it, they were asking her, boy or girl, which, which is your preference? So that goes on over there, because Bangkok is uh, one of the largest cities with, uh, that's just heavy with human trafficking. Okay, uh, let's see here. And how many trips have you made to Thailand so far? 
made one. One. This was our but first. But how many total one. has Dave made he, over there? Well, he goes every, um, he goes three times a year, Febu- is it February, um, July, July, and, and October. October. So he goes three times a year for eight weeks, and then he has teams that come over, different teams that will come over for either a week or two weeks at a time. So he constantly has teams that are coming over to work. He's been doing this for several years. I mean, prior to prior yes. to right in Cambodia, and, Vietnam. And how old is your camp that you have? Do you know that? It's, it's about a year, year, and a year and a half. Okay, and so and there's quite a bit of structures there, right? I mean, right now there's three permanent structures, and then there's the camp, the house where he he dwells, and the mission teams dwell. Then also uh, sending hope one and sending hope two that are the orphanage. Orphan homes. Okay. Uh, and how's it financed? Through churches, individuals. Because the churches, what, what, you can do it individually, but churches also uh, will will take on how many of our girls that church can uh, support. But like our church right now, Grace Community Church in Mount Vernon, we have five girls that we sponsor. Yeah. It's about $100 per girl to keep them fed, clothed. Per month. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Until they reach, until they're 18. And then do you guys help them to maybe get into college, things like that? We probably personally would not, but Dave... But the organization will work. Right, that's part of his mission. He so says, you don't just say, hey, great, we've made, right. you've made it no. to 18, right. and it's going to turn you loose. Right, just right. like, he, you know, Dave describes this just like you would do with your own children. Just because they're 18, you're, raising you're not them. kicking them out. Right, you're, you're discipling. Discipleship is a big part of, of their training, and... Right, you don't kick them out just because they're 18. Some of them are college material, maybe, some may not be. So you just work with them, you know, to see where the Lord will have them. Okay. Yeah. All right, so you just came back from a trip how long ago? We got home Easter Sunday. We were there for two weeks. And tell me what that was like, it's, since it was your first time there. Um, I, anything, give me, uh, let's Everybody's see. ready to go back. Dave goes back in July, and I know I'd go back in July if I could. I think the girls, I think the girls uh, just capture your heart. Like, they, they're so loving, so giving. They want to, you know, you're there to serve them. I think that's probably the biggest thing that stuck out in my head. You're there to serve them, but they want to serve you. And um, just the way that they are working with these girls to, to us, I think, is phenomenal. It's just everything from every physical need every spiritual need I think is what is just was impressed upon our heart how they just you know the, the nannies that Dave has uh, Peace and Cindy Gloria that are uh, taking care of sending help while he's not there while he's back in America they just they love these girls and they are raising them up um, and just in the Lord mm-hmm. they have praise and worship every night they worship you know seven nights a week and, and we, that was something that struck all of us. I think we all have talked about this repeatedly since we've been back, that to watch five, six, seven, eight-year-old girls, um, who, we don't know what their backgrounds were. 98% of Thailand is Buddhist, so we can assume that probably the majority of these kids were Buddhist um, from birth. And to watch them praise totally uninhibited uh, you know, during their praise and worship was was really encouraging and it I know it made an impression on all of us because we've all talked about it you know since we've been back um, they're just 
they're so free and they're so innocent and pure in the way that they worshiped. Yeah. It was genuine. I think, uh, too, I think um, one of the important things about Sending Hope uh, that people need to know is there's, there are multiple orphanages over in Asia that uh, are meeting the needs of people, girls specifically, once they've been in uh, human trafficking or sexual trafficking. But I think that, and that those are important. Uh, to get them out of that lifestyle, but I think the, the big thing that probably sets Sending Hope apart is that he's rescued, rescuing these girls before that happens to them. Mm-hmm. So there's not all that background and, you know, stuff where they're, I don't right. know what the word is, all the psychological things yeah, to go so through. emotionally and physically damaged. Right, correct. He rescues them before that happens. Now what about there. if they have been? rescues them. I mean, to my not to our knowledge, that hasn't been the case okay. with him. I don't know. I mean, he would have to answer that. But he, he Dave, um, never mentioned to us that that was ever the case. You know, his his he he felt like he really feels that the Lord has called him to rescue before, before the, the girls are them. right, and right. Then he, and then he just helps them. I think that's the important thing too about sending hope that people need to know is that he he is uh, the these girls are from the villages. Uh, that are up near the border of Burma and Laos, and they're, they're, they don't have citizenship. Uh, they're not considered a Thai person, even though they're from Thailand. And so everything he does, you know, not the spiritual aspect is, is the most important, but the other things that he does is he raises the bar for them because he's teaching them English. Uh, he teaches, they, they learn Thai um, because they speak their uh, tribal language, language, which is Hmong or Karen. So they're so he's not teaching them Thai, he's teaching them English, he's preparing them for college. So he just keeps raising the bar because they're not seen as uh, people that have any worth. So that's a big thing that he's doing. Okay, uh, and so let's, I know there's some pictures up on our Flickr site, and they're both looking at me right now like Flickr site. I, I have no idea what that is. Anyway, I think <laughs> I Diana, know what it is. Diana has there. seen some of the pictures. I've been and there. So um, anyway, um, they look very primitive. Most of the pictures. So describe some of that. What the environment looks like when you're there. Well, that was the village that we, one of the villages that we went to, uh, where some of the one of the girls I think is actually from, maybe. But right. that's where that's where he he goes to, or has actually his his nannies go there because they know the the villages and things like that. So what you're seeing is one of the villages um, that the that they actually uh, go into to rescue the orphans before the recruiters for trafficking get there. Um, and so, and it's very, so if you want to just tell a little bit of the background about what it's actually like in the village. Oh, it was quite primitive. I mean, it, it did look like something from early 1800s probably. Or before. No running water, um, you know, the shacks, shanty type homes. Um, um, was, what about food? How do they get food? into this area to feed the kids, to feed everybody who comes along? Well, that, that is actually a problem. I know we had the, the last night that we were there, I'm not sure how they get food. They grow some of their own, I know that. And um, some of them work. They leave the village and they go to work during the day for farms and things mm-hmm. like that. They eat a lot of rice. I mean, rice that's probably noodles. just you know cultural, that's what they do, but they do. They eat rice and noodles a lot, and, and there's rice paddies everywhere. Um, so I know they do farm mm-hmm. rice, I guess that's what you call it. But I know that the night, the last night that we were with the girls, which was Friday, that was April 6th, um, as we were doing our night, our service in the evening, a truck pulled up, a pickup truck, and and two two women, a man and a 
newborn baby and a, like a 10-year-old girl got out. Her 11-year-old girl got out of the truck and come to find out, she had a little sack with her and come to find out she, um, her family had driven like seven or 10 hours to bring her to Sending Hope and the mother just could not afford to keep her. The father's so gone. They, or, how would they hear about Well, something? they heard about it through one of the nannies. And I, and I don't know. You know, there's there's because a networking they get out there. Into the community. Apparently, mm -hmm. and I think I mean I think we talked about this. Um, probably, the, you know, they're going to grow rapidly. You know, well, that's what I was going to say. Is there ever a concern of being overrun? I mean, to the point where I don't more think people so. would, because how could you turn them away if they start? Right. I think no, that he's just going to keep building. He will orphanages, and people just seem to. I mean, it's just it's crazy because it's grown from no girls to 19 in just, you know, a year and a half because the more the word gets out, the more the pe that people hear about it, they and they see it, and people like, you know, just, uh, I guess, average people like Tanya and I are going over. You mm -hmm. see it, you bring it back, you explain it to people. They just they they want to become help. a part of the fight against human trafficking. Are there people from other countries that are coming and volunteering, not just from the United States? Well, we actually had a family the week that we were there they're American, but they came from Japan because he, he works in Japan. They've lived there three years. So, so far, I think it's just been American. As far as I know. Over because that's where he's located. He's, locate, he he's from uh, Worcester. From, he's from Mansfield, Mansfield area. area. So, yeah. yeah. And what about physicians? I know one that happened to be over there. They um, ha he has uh, different teams, and the mm -hmm. team that was there just before ours had uh, nurse and chiropractor, and I think a, a medical doctor as well. I'm or not, not sure. I think just. Ha but he, he no he's just getting the word out again to churches, and then people that have uh, specific things that they is their vocation. He'll they use will, you. He'll, yeah, yeah. He, he told us if we, wh whatever team the Lord brings together, if he brings together a, a bunch of athletes. To send to Thailand, then he will he'll do maybe a soccer camp or basketball camp, you know, something more oriented towards sports while he's there. And and at the same time, while you're there doing your gifts, you know, practicing your gifts, you're also teaching English and just building relationships with the kids. And it happened to be that the team before us that went, their work was more medical, so they they went into uh, they saw over 200 people in villages. They 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 treated them. And then every one of them got prayed for, and so there's you know, there's contacts being made. And well, I mean, because I've been thinking as far as vaccinations and things like that, you could get a program like that even going. Right, I, I think Dave Atkins would be open to whatever the Lord places <laughs> on your heart. Mm -hmm. Then you talk, contact him, and he'll go with it. He has he has the wonderful gift yeah. to be a visionary, and he is and. He just trusts the Lord. And I think that is the amazing part of sending hope too. Is just you know just in the years, time that the structures have been up, how things just they just come. They just come when they're they're right. needed. So he's getting all that support from from churches. Right. He doesn't always know how it's going to come, but he trusts. And it, it, the the money comes, the people come, the girls come, and I think as long as there's a need, which unfortunately in this world there's going to be a need for places like this. And the Lord's going to keep. Which is one, the, one, which I should probably mention is one of the things that he's also doing when he's over there. He's not just, um, I don't know if, how many times a year he's doing it, but he's doing 
Trail to Life camp. So that originated uh, in Mansfield, Ohio back in the 60s. And he has taken that now over to uh, where he where the orphanage is. But he, what they do is they go up to the villages and they invite all the kids um, from the villages in, and they do like a like an actual church camp. They teach the kids though how to tie tie knots and to um, build camp to build fires and to do all this stuff. And then so that week that we were there, they had the first week of Trail to Life camp. And so Tanya, because um, her background is that she's an RN, and so she was. Uh, well, you tell what the things were. Yeah, I was just I was teaching basic first aid skills to the girls. You know, wound care, basic things like nosebleeds. They, they only have a certain amount of supplies, right? Right, so right. We right. brought we brought quite a few supplies, but, but they, they they just didn't know there were things that you know choking. What do you do if somebody chokes? And and actually, we saw Diana saw them later practicing their choking. What to do? You know, the Heimlich maneuver. Yeah. They had grapes and they were shooting grapes out of their mouth. They were practicing, but they were getting it. Yeah, and I had to teach them CPR and. Just little things. Basic you know, health things like just brushing your teeth and things right, like that. Right, right. Wash, taking a shower every day, um, cleanliness, the aspect of cleanliness and how important that is. And then we, then I tied that all in spiritually the last day. You know, it's important to keep your, it's as important as it is to keep your bodies physically strong and healthy, it's even more important you know, to keep your mind and your spirit strong and healthy. And how do you do that? So we talked about that. And the kid, one thing that we both, we've all said who went on this trip that, we were just so impressed with the um, the kindness of the girls and how they, as soon as we'd walk out the door, they wanted to take our water bottles for us. They're such they're so servant minded, and they just want to serve. When we ate with them, they were you know did we want more? They were handing us more dishes, and then they I would think a lot us. of that though is actually the the culture of it Thailand be. though because they. They do. The, the, the people from Thailand, they love Americans, and they want to serve you and help you. And, and we even saw that on the, we flew Korean Air, and which was amazing. And yeah, we, yeah, Diana and I actually had some, had some talks about that. <laughs> yeah, Korean Air had been in the news not too long ago. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. And it sounds to me like some things have changed. Yeah, very right, nice. Right, because I had a friend that told me about a few yeah. things that happened 20 years ago that were totally different. You yeah, know, there yeah was so a, they, a yeah. Person just, I think that's, a, that's part of it. The servanthood mentality, yeah, is... Okay, so really I just want to finish this up by asking you, for somebody who decides they want to be a volunteer, what are they going to experience from the time that, um, well, first of all, let's try to explain to them what they can plan on experiencing if they plan on going over to volunteer. What are they going to see? What are they it's going to be What, they want to go them. on a trip, you mean? Yeah, yeah, if they would decide, hey, a church decides we would like to volunteer mm -hmm. to send a group over, and I want the person who's never been there before, like you were just not too long ago, mm -hmm. I would like to put an idea in their head of what they can expect from the time that they arrive. Right. Well, actually, Mark, before they, or Doug, before they arrive, this is, this is a good thing that Dave does. He meets with you uh, on a, a Right, five, five to six weeks. Five to six weeks five, before five you go, and you get together with him about five times, and he has a notebook put together that he just does training with you, prepares you for the culture, mm -hmm. uh, and what you're going to see over there, and the things that you're going to do. And I, I love that part of it because I think um, I, I've been on another mission trip before where that didn't happen. You know, you just you get on the plane, you go, you it's kind of. Um, taken by surprise, so that was the good part of it is that he meets with you first, so then after you're there, I'll let you. Yeah. Well, it just depends again on the type of team that's going. You know, our purpose, we knew ahead what our purpose was. We didn't know exactly, specifically what we were going to do when we got there as far as teaching. 
Um, it kind of depended on the age of kids that came from the village, but we knew that we were going to be working with Trail of Life Camp and doing the camp the second week we were there. The first week we were training the staff, and again, because of their culture and uh, the, the lack of, well, the way they communicate, I guess, I don't know, they, Dave was unsure as far as how many kids were, going to be, kids were going to be coming to the camp, so he had no idea if it was going to be 10 or 100. And, and so we were um, a little unsure at first what we were going to be doing, but we did know we were going to be doing training. I did know I was going to be doing something with nursing. Um, and, and my little topic was called Healthy Choices, Diana Top Bible. Um, and, and again, then, and then our, our pastor was there, and my, my husband Randy was there. And so what they did was they just uh, used their skills of carpentry. So they were they were doing some uh, handiwork around the, the house, the house, and stuff like that. So. It's always going to depend on what your your gifts are. He tries to put teams together that um, are similar, are similar, so that when you go over and then once you get there, he assigns projects because there's just constantly always there kind of are some different things that crop up, so you have to be flexible. Like one day uh, something went wrong with the plumbing, so they had to go in town try to find plumbing. That's that's a big thing in Thailand too to know about on these trips is they don't have the the tools and they don't have the materials that we have here in America. They don't have a low store down the road. So you have to improvise. You have to improvise a little bit, but you have to be flexible. So expect to be a flexible person. Okay, so plumbing. Let's just go into some of this. What what, what are we looking at as far as plumbing? Uh, uh, restrooms? Well, uh, water? for for the for the for the people that are coming uh, as missionaries or just to serve over there. It, it's, you don't have to worry because you have American food and you have uh, air American conditioning because it's hot in Thailand yeah. and American plumbing. You have all that. But the typical uh, situation over there are what they right. call squatty, Potty. squatty potties. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay. And so, but you did say, though, you're in air conditioning at least to sleep, correct? Right. right. And so as far as climate, is it? We were there morning? during the winter and it was 90, 90 to 100. 100. It was very hot. Humid. So what's it like during the summer? I, I over hundred. I would it's 115. imagine. Yeah, and it's very humid. And he goes in July, and that's what it is in July. It's around 115. Yeah. It's humid, but you sleep well at night because you have you have air conditioning just like you do in America. Mm-hmm. Now, what about water supply? What are you? Are you you're not filtered, drinking from their water no, supply. No, filtered water. It right. is their water supply, but it's filtered. Mm-hmm. And and you no know what? There. That's the good thing. Uh, sometimes a lot of times you go into countries where you might have issues. Well, yes, digestive dysentery. issues. You don't a have. A lot of people right. worry a lot about no, dysentery. because they they would prepare uh, the food that they prepared for the girls. Different people ate that. Um, we tried different fruits and things there, and the water is their watering system, and it's filtered. But we didn't have any problems with anything. Nobody nobody got no, sick. No one got sick. And we did. You know, we had to worry about that. Some immunizations before we went, which is debatable whether you need to or not. But I think all of us. Okay, did. and you made some trips down into a market. Yes, we went to the, takes you out of the camp environment. Right, right. Season yeah. culture. That was really cool. It was uh, We did that twice. Once in Chiang, you can look this up on the map, but once in Chiang Rai, which is about an hour from the camp, and then Chiang Mai, where the international airport is, we went to what's called a night market. So from 6 to 9 o'clock, they have these every night, and they're awesome because it's just a, it's a cool place to get. Uh, there's thousands of vendors, and they have things that are made by, by um, right. the Thai people. Yeah. Yeah, so it's really cool to be able to... And you can dicker with them as far as prices. Things were very cheap mm-hmm. as a whole, and it was just fun to see the culture. Foods, all kinds of food. You yeah. can eat bugs if you want bugs. There were grub worms. We didn't, we didn't eat bugs, but you could have. They Did were, you they eat had, anything there in the market? No, 
Um, no. At the market, we did not. I did eat at the camp at Sending Hope. Smoothies. I did eat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm looking to in the like airport, break out of the American smoothies. culture any and try some of their. No, we did. I did eat the Thai food at the camp, and it was very hot. But when uh, we went to the when we went to the Ma Chiang Rai, we had pizza. Sorry, Ma. right? We had pizza. <laughs> it was a little different than ours, but it was good. I mean, it was very yeah. good. The, the malls um, in Chiang Rai, the mall looked very modern. It looked like very much like our, It looked like one. And of so, our how far was that from the camp? An hour. An hour. So to travel an hour, you go from very primitive, almost jungle, right. to very modern. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. That's hard. That's just I don't I don't know. That's hard to grasp. Mm -hmm. Well, where we, I mean, where sending hope is, it, it it would be in the middle, I think. It wasn't real primitive, honestly. Because um, you have but, electricity. Oh yeah, there. we have electricity, right. but it's and we more had running water. You know, it was where we were at. It wasn't like the lush part of Thailand. It was more. Uh, it's that red. Play, like play, play yeah. Dirt, yeah. And there's a lot of that. There's not hardly, there's not very much grass. grass or anything like that. But when you, we took a walk one morning, we walked about four, maybe four or five miles, and just literally down the road a mile, which maybe maybe some of the pictures that you have on your website. There are pictures of paths and stuff yeah, like that. and shanties and yeah. um, you know houses that have three sides and. It looked something. It looked like, in my mind, what I would picture Vietnam looking like. Although I've never been there, but the pictures I've seen, and that we're talking a, a mile away. Huts These are, are neighbors. Huts or buildings and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So it was quite primitive. But it's a safe environment mm -hmm. for you to go out and walk. Yeah. I guess you felt. We were together. Yeah, we were yeah, together. We're but together it is because group, they, they're. I mean, the Thai people were very friendly. They, very they friendly. well, actually, this would be village, village people, not. Mm -hmm. and they're from Thailand. Go they're, buy scooters or everywhere. They, they ride scooters everywhere. And, and they, they would, load a lot of people on scooters. Lots of babies. They're little people. scooters, and they the most Dave has ever seen on a scooter is seven people. So, babies. <laughs> babies. Yeah. No helmets. Not no. like in America. Okay, so I don't know. Is there anything that stands out to you that you could say that you remember from the trip? Well, just the, the girls. Um, just the way that they accepted us not knowing us we arrived on Sunday by Monday um, they were friends everywhere yeah we were just their buddies and, and kisses and they they say they they speak very little English they say a lot of words but they don't have um, the sentence structures quite down yet so they would say very few things but they would say I love you and see you in the morning and one morning, I know they, a couple of the girls got confused as we were saying, you know, good morning. They were saying, thank you. <laughs> you know, they were confused is the word, but they, they just want to please, and they, they just loved us. It was unconditional love from them, you know, no matter how hot and sweaty we were, <laughs> I think, they just loved on us. I think and, probably, too, we talked about that earlier, what Tanya just said, but I think what probably stood out for me more than anything is coming back here, and, and you probably heard this a People probably heard this a thousand times, but just that we, we do, we have so much in America. We have so much, and I think we don't realize sometimes what we have, and then we act like we don't have anything, but in, and I'm speaking for myself, uh, but you, you go there, and they don't have hardly anything. I mean, they don't have television, they're no, not they distracted, and they, you know, they, share clothes they, and they seem so uh, to me so much happier sometimes. Oh, yeah, they're full of joy. They're very content. They like seem they to be very content. Um, very loving and sweet. I can't wait to go back. I... Okay, well, and on that, yeah, so we've talked a little bit about uh, people going or wanting to go. 
So I just want to reiterate, they're sendinghopeinternational.com. They're also, you can search them up on Facebook. Yes. Uh, if your church or your organization, or if you want to get together a group and contact them through that website, um, you could probably put together a group that may be able to travel over mm-hmm. and uh, do some good, or just sponsor a group of kids and other people to go over and, uh, and take care of what needs to be taken care of over there. So, all right. Yep. Thank you, Diana, and thank you, Tanya. Thanks, Mark. And uh, we hope to talk to you again soon. Okay, thank you. Let me thank Diana and Tanya for sitting down with me and sharing their passion for changing part of the world. I want to thank all of you for listening. And I'll meet you back here again this time next week. Goodbye. This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. Copyright 2012. Thanks for listening.